the two separate conversations between Yaakov Avinu and Yosef at the beginning of Parashat Sayyidi. The first time, Yaakov calls in Yosef and he asks him, please don't bury me here in Eretz Mitzrayim. Please carry me back to Eretz Canaan and bury me there. And Yosef agrees. And Yaakov isn't satisfied until Yosef makes a shvur that he's going to do that. And then Yaakov is then convinced that Yosef will do everything in his power to bury Meretz Canaan. And then, there's the second time that Yaakov speaks to Yosef. This time, it's that Yosef comes to Yaakov. He hears Yaakov is, is sick. He realizes Yaakov is nearing the end of his life. And he wants the opportunity to get a bracha for his children, the national Ephraim. And he brings them to Yaakov. And Yaakov, not only does he give them a bracha, he goes far beyond that. And he said, I'm going to give them, so to speak, the status of Shvatim. Ephraim and Manasseh, to Reuben and Shimon, they will be equivalent to Reuben and Shimon. And then there's a strange pasuk. The pasuk says, Yaakov tells Yosef, you should know when I came back from Lavan. So, Mesa alai Rachel baderech. Rachel died on the road. In the middle of nowhere. It was still a journey to get to Beslechem. To, to Ephras. And I buried her by the side of the road by Beslechem. And then he goes back to talking about Manash Nefran. What's this Pasuk doing here? So Chazal explained and it's brought in Rashi that Yaakov said to Yosef, I know you had a complaint why I didn't bury Rachel in Maris and Machpeda. It wasn't so far away. And you should know that what I did was Alpiya Dibur. HaKadosh Baruch told me to bury Rachel there because in the future there will be a time when the Jewish people are going to Golis. And they will go past Kaver Rachel and they'll be able to dive in there. And Rachel will join them and intercede for her children. So that's meant to be, it seems, an explanation to Yosef why it was that, on the one hand, Yaakov asked Yosef to carry him back to Maris and where at the same time he didn't do the same thing for Rachel and But the question I have in that, and I was happy to see that there's a question of Arachayim afterwards as well, is why does that Pasuk belong here? That Pasuk should really be in their first discussion. In the first discussion between Yaakov and Yosef, when this topic is burying Yaakov in the Maris and then Yaakov should have said, by the way, if you want to know why I'm troubling you to bring me to Maris and when I didn't do the same thing for Rachel, that's the place to discuss that the reason why Yaakov buried Rachel in Bethlehem was because there was a basco, uh, a nevoah that that would be where Rachel needed to be to save her children. Why is it here? Why is this part of the discussion of the national Ephraim and the bracha that Yaakov is giving them? I think it's a very powerful question. And I was trying to think of a solution and I want to suggest an 
an idea. Let's look at the entire speech that Yaakovinu gives in context. He's discussing his trip back from Padanaram. He's discussing his trip back from Lovon. And he tells Yosef, On that journey, when I was coming back from Lovon to Yisrael, HaKadosh Baruch Hu appears to me. And he gave me a bracha. And there are two parts to that bracha. Hashem said, the first thing, I'll increase you and I'll multiply you. And I'll make you into a great nation. And I'll give you Eretz Yisrael. For you and for your descendants forever. And that's the introduction to Yaakov telling Yosef, and therefore your two sons, Menashe and Ephraim, are going to be like my children. What's he trying to say? We know that Yosef was Yaakov's beloved son. More than any of the other brothers. And now to the end of his life, Yaakov says to Yosef, Yosef, I want to give you something. I want to leave you with a gift. What do I have to give you? So Yaakov says to Yosef, what I have to give you is the bracha that Hashem gave me. That bracha, I want to give it over to you. And what is that bracha? That I'm going to increase you and multiply you. And I'm going to give you Eretz Yisrael. And Yaakov says to Yosef, Yosef, I'm bequeathing that bracha to you. It's true that all the Shvatim are the sons of Yaakov and all their descendants are going to be B'nai Yisrael. It's true that all the Shvatim as B'nai Yisrael are going to inherit Eretz Yisrael. What does Yaakov have of his own, so to speak? That isn't something which is going to be given as a Yerusha to all his descendants equally. What does Yaakov have of his own that he's able to give Yosef? And that's what he's telling Yosef. What I have of my own, what I'm able to give you, something special, something extra, is two things. That was a special bracha Hashem gave me. Why? Because Hashem told him that there will be a goyim kahal goyim, which come out from you. And like Rashi says, it's talking about the rabbi, about two. And after that, Meisal Rachel. Rachel died and he only had one more son and it was Binyamin. So that's the case. Yaakov has a bracha which as of yet is unfulfilled. Yaakov has a bracha for, for a kahal goyim. For two nations which are going to be considered Yaakov's children. They're going to be considered the Yatsumi Mecha. They're going to be considered they came from you. That's the one thing Yaakov has. The other thing Yaakov has, and that is, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave him that promise, that I'm going to give you the Aris Eretzel for you and your descendants, that's not his to give. That was given to him and his descendants. And therefore that's automatically going to be a Yerusha for his descendants. But, there's one thing in Eretz Yisrael which isn't part of that. 
because that's something which didn't need to be given to Yaakov afterwards as a bracha for Hashem, for him and his descendants. Why didn't it have to be given to Yaakov as a bracha for him and his descendants? And the answer is because it already had been given, it was already Yaakov's. It already belonged to him. And because of that, it didn't have to be given to him. And that was the city of Shechem. He bought that part of the city. That's his. And therefore, Hashem said, I'm going to give you Eretz Yisrael as a Yerusha, as an inheritance, and something which will belong to you and after the entire Jewish people, all your descendants. That has to refer to the rest of Eretz Yisrael, which Hashem can say, I'm going to give you. Something which he had already acquired, something which already belonged to him. So that you can't say, I'm going to give it to you. And therefore, Yaakov says to Yosef, Yosef, there's two things that I have. The one is the bracha of Hashem for two children who are going to be mine, which I never had. And the other one, for the part of Eretz Yisrael, which belonged to me and wasn't part of the promise to the, which would be given to the Kali Yisrael as a whole. And Yaakov says to Yosef, Yosef, those are the two gifts I'm giving you. The first gift I'm giving you is that that's bracha, that I'll have children who will be considered my children. I'm going to take your two children. Ephraim and Manasseh, Kiruvim, Vishim, and Yehudi. And that's how Yaakov emphasizes. I only have two. Hashem told me, Kihal Goy, there'll be two children who will be considered like yours. I only have two. If you're going to have more children, I can't give this bracha to them as well. But for your two children that you do have, Manasseh and Ephraim, that's the bracha I have, that they're going to be considered like my children, that's the bracha I'm giving them. And the second point, the part of Eretz Yisrael which belongs to me personally, and wasn't part of the bracha for an inheritance for the Jewish people, that's Shechem. That's Shechem which is mine. I took it, I wasn't given it. And therefore I'm giving that to you too. And therefore the context of the speech over here is what Yaakov is offering of his own to give to Yosef. But, it doesn't answer the question. If that's the case, so why here does he bring the story of the fact that Rachel died and he buried her at Beislechem? I think it's a tremendous lesson over here. And that is, Yaakov wanted to teach Yosef the value of the gift that he's giving him. To say to Yosef, Yosef, I have a source of having children, which I was promised. And I was, I'm giving that source to you. So Ephraim and Menashe. So, okay, so Yosef's children, Yaakov's children. What, what's the benefit? What, what's the mind of that? Why is it such a big gift? So Yaakov wants to tell Yosef, to how to view the gift properly. And before I want to try and explain what he's saying in the Pasuk, I'd like to say a story. The story of the Pandav Chirav, when he built his yeshiva, yeshiva cost money. And the Pandav Chirav spent years traveling around the world trying to find rest of his yeshiva. It was a labor of love, it was a tremendous commitment. And the story goes one time, the Pandavich Rebbe was sitting with a certain wealthy person, trying to convince him to donate to the Yeshiva. 
And this wealthy man with the chutzpah that sometimes wealthy people have, says to one of the you ask me for a sizable donation. He says, Rabbi Kahanaman, what have you given to the Panavichirah? And the Panavichirah answered him. And he said, me? He says, I'll tell you what I gave to Panavich. I gave the God of Hadar. You gave the God of Hadar? What did that mean? So the Panavichirah said, I was the prize student of the Chavetz Chaim. If I had sat and devoted myself just to sitting and learning, I could have been the God Ladakh. And instead, I gave that up to build the yeshiva and to look after the yeshiva and to fundraise for the yeshiva. What was my sacrifice? I gave up being the God Ladakh for that. No amount of money that you can donate would equal such a sacrifice. And there's a tremendous lesson in that story. Because people tend to think of value in terms of money. How much, how much cash did you spend? How much money did it cost? And what the Panavichirov is teaching is there are things which are so much more valuable than money. And that's what a person can give of value of a value of a much greater degree than anything else. You can dedicate money to Panovich. I dedicated my potential in life. Now, with that background, let's go back to the boss. Yaakov says to Yosef, Yosef, I'm offering you a gift for your children. They should be like Shvati. They should be like my children. I want you to appreciate what a gift that is. And listen to what Yaakov says. He says, you should know. I know that you are kinder than me. That when Yerachal Yimeinu died, I didn't take the Muslim of Pela. I buried on the side of the road by Beislechem. And Yosef, you felt it wasn't the right thing. You felt that it would have been more appropriate for me to bring your mother to Muslim of Pela. Think for a second. Don't you think Yaakov would have wanted that? Who was closer to Rachel? Yosef or Yaakov? Of course Yaakov was. On this pasuk, the Gemara says, Mesa Olai Rachel. Rachel died for me. And the Gemara says that, When a lady dies, it's only a real loss for her husband. He feels the loss more than anybody else. Yosef, you had tainas that didn't bury Rachel and Maris You don't think, Yaakov says, you don't think I wanted to do that? You don't think it was important to me to have Rachel next to me forever in the Maris Why would Yaakov choose not to do that? Must be the reason is because we know. Akadish Baraka told him, bury Rachel here. That which will help her children. And Yaakov says to Yosef, I was willing to forego being buried next to Rachel. My favorite wife. Because that would help Kaya's 
that's the value I attach to Klai Yisrael. I was willing to give up being next to Rachel for that. And now if I'm offering you that your children should have that status of Shvatim, appreciate what a big gift that is. That's the lesson that Yaakov saying to Yosef. And therefore it's not just coming to justify why didn't you, why I'm asking you to take me there as Canaan, to bury me in Arach Machpelah. The context for that would have been, as we saw in the previous parasha, when the discussion was about Maris Machpelah. Rather what Yaakov was trying to say was, I know that you wanted me to bury Rachel in Maris Machpelah. Believe me, I wanted it even more than you. And I gave it up. I gave it up because this would help Kal Yisrael. This way Rachel would be an intermediary to Daven for her children. And if you can see how much I was prepared to sacrifice for it, then you see what a valuable thing it is. Similar to the point which wrote, if he's willing to sacrifice his potential to become a god Lador, to build a yeshiva, look how much importance he gives to that yeshiva. Look how much importance Yaakov Avinu gives to Kal Yisrael. And now he tells Yosef. And therefore, when I told you that I have a schus, so to speak, to have two more of my grandchildren who are going to have the status of children, who are going to be considered my children, I'm offering that to Ephraim and Manasseh. Appreciate what a big schus it is. Appreciate what a big schus it is. And that's why it follows directly after that person. The first, pro- the first gift that, Yosef, that Yaakov has to give Yosef is the gift of Hashem's bracha to him. That your children will be like my children. I have a schus, so to speak, for two more children. There's nothing more important to Yaakov. Yaakov dedicated his life, as we know, to bringing up the Shvatim to creating the, the children who would become the forerunners of the Jewish people. You know, the Midrash tells us, when Yaakov cried about the Chobur, it says, the bonding that I worked so hard to be them. And now he's offering, Yosef, I'm going to call your children my bonding too. That's a tremendous privilege. Appreciate it. Appreciate the gift. The story is told about the disciple gone. That he was always, very often asked, invited to be a sandik. And we know the Gemara says that being a sandik is a scholar for wealth, a scholar for Ashiris. And people asked him, they've been a sandik so many hundreds of times, but you're not a wealthy person. Where was that scudder fulfilled? And the stifler's answer was, Me? I'm the richest person in the world. The richest person in the world? He said, Yes. Tell me somebody else who has a son like Rabchaim. And that's the right perspective. The richest, the, the biggest riches in the world is a child like Rabchaim. That's what Yaakov saying to Yosef. The biggest wealth in the world is to have a child that's considered like a shavit of Kla Yisrael.
That's the first bracha. And the second bracha, the land, the, the part of Eretz Canaan that I have, yeah, I'll give you Shechem as well. That's of secondary importance. That comes as a pasuk at the end of the discussion. Don't confuse the priorities. Don't consider the land to be the Eker, it's not. The Eker is being part of Klai That, I think, is the lesson of why the pasuk comes here. I just want to finish with one more small but I'm a question which is very well known. When Yaakov gives the bracha to Ephraim and Menashe, so he starts by saying, V'cho yivarech Yisrael la'imar simcha le'kim Ephraim v'cha Menashe. That not only are you going to receive a bracha from Yaakov, but you're going to be the prototype. Everybody is going to learn from you what a bracha is. And everybody is going to give their children the bracha, it should be like Ephraim and Menashe. And it's a well-known question. If you're really going to bless our children, let's bless them to be like the others. Why don't you say that it should be like Abraham, Yitzhak and Yaakov? They were way, way greater than Ephraim and Menashe. Why is the prototype Jewish bracha always been Hashem should make it like Ephraim and Menashe? And based on what we said before, I want to suggest that it's true if you're talking about the greatness of the individual the others far far surpassed the Frayman Menashe but the point of a bracha to a child is to appreciate the child and therefore just like Yaakov had just told Yosef the value of Ephraim Menashe are making them like Shvatim appreciate so to speak the mailah of what your children are have been to. So every Jewish parent should bless a child the same way. That you also should be like Ephraim and Menashe. You should also be like Ephraim and Menashe. You should also have that mother, so to speak, of it being recognized, the value of a Jewish child. Just like that value was given to that, that was shown to Ephraim and Menashe. They were made into children of Yaakov. So that same bracha should apply to every Jewish child. Maybe not to be children of Yaakov, but the lesson that Yaakov showed with Ephraim and Menashe, and that is the value that he was given to, to every child. That's become the prototype of the lesson that Yaakov taught Yosef. And that's become the bracha for, all, for Jewish children everywhere. Because when we appreciate the bracha of a child, then we can echo in some way the words of the stipler. That's the greatest Ashiris in the world. That's the greatest wealth in the world. But more than that, if we appreciate the value of a child, so then we'll be that much more inspired to try and maximize the value of their child. And try to make their child become the great person that they're able to become.